Hello, I'm Cameron Penamone. And I'm Stephanie Ledesma. And this is Drunk, Drunk Art, Art Chat. Chat. Welcome back, people. Oh, yeah. Hi. Welcome back. <gasps> welcome back, indeed. You've made it another week. With us. With us. We appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, how, what are, how are we going to start? <laughs> I, I guess uh, we could just go straight to it. Or actually, we could start with what we're drinking. Yeah. We're, I'm, it's 18 episodes in. We're really good at this. Yes. We always forget <laughs> to talk about what we are drinking. Mm-hmm. What are we drinking, Cam? Real sangria, and by that I mean real. Is right. That's actually I didn't even see the little um, accent on top of the a. It's Cruz Garcia. Uh, it's imported from Spain. I'm just reading the bottle. Um, Tastes really good. Scott said it was the cheapest one. That's why he got it. I seven percent. I think it tastes really good it's if good. it's the che- for the cheapest one. Yeah. Um. Unfortunately. The bottle's really not that pretty. Mm-hmm. It's obnoxiously it's orange. <laughs> it's 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 like a neon orange, really weird. And it's a it's a triangular shape. It's really strange. I don't get it. But I mean the the drink is good. The drink is good. It's delicious. Um, yeah. I guess I can forgive the terrible package. You said it was one of those dangerous drinks because it does not taste very alcoholic. No, it does not. Kind of like a good old cold juice drink. Mm-hmm. We'll see how it does. I don't feel anything yet. I don't feel anything either, which is alarming because <laughs> these drinks that don't taste alcoholic, like I don't feel anything, and then yeah. all of a sudden it hits, and you're That's just like, point. fuck! Like, oh, shit. Here we go. So what we're talking about today. Um, Biggest inspirations... And we have questions for that. Yeah. That we're going to answer. Yeah. And this was um, suggested by Melissa. Yeah. Thanks, Melissa. Um, technically, Melissa asked us to talk about biggest mentors. Well, I mean, Cam felt like they didn't really have a mentor. I don't Nobody and loves me. There's no. <laughs> and Nobody I don't really. Enough to guide <laughs> me. <laughs> well, I guess both of us felt like we didn't really have mentors. I've kind of like. In the truest sense of the word. Yes. Like, like a person in your life. Like Consistently. A real yeah. yeah. Um, where that is kind of the, uh, like the understood relationship, you know, like, like, oh, this is my mentor. <laughs> I've had teachers that I was really close to mm-hmm. and could technically be a mentor when mm-hmm. I think about it, but like they never really stuck with me like oh, yeah. past like that point. It's the easiest path to becoming someone's mentor is being their teacher. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's essentially what you are. Um, I'm thinking of it in terms of like to give a clearer example of like like in the tattoo industry, you know, beginning artists often have a mentor who mm-hmm. helps them out. 
in fact, embarrassing story, Cam's friends with a tattoo artist. And I was Damn. like, Cam, like, can you like maybe introduce <laughs> us? And then the guy just told Cam, like, no, I'm not looking for an apprentice. I'm sorry. He he is really nice. He seems really nice. He's probably really busy. Um, because I'm too scared. As as a woman, as a queer woman, Ooh. as a woman of color. I am very scared to walk into a tattoo shop and mm-hmm. be like, hey, look at my Mentor portfolio. Me. Like, you should, I should be your apprentice. Like, that mm. is terrifying when it's mostly men. Yeah, that's very true. It's it's a very sort of male-dominated um, industry, and it's a little, it could be super intimidating. Yes. Um, that's also why I clung to Cam and be like, ask your friend, please. Ask your friend. Please. <laughs> yeah, sorry. It's the only one I got who mm. does legit tattoos. I have friends who uh, aren't exactly. <laughs> oh, we all have those <laughs> friends that are just like, I do tattoos. And then you see their equipment and you're just like, no, you don't. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> but yeah. So we're going to talk about inspiration. Mm-hmm. Um. Do you want to start? Do you want me Is to there, start? Are we just starting uh, kind of broad or did you have more like specific question that you wanted us to muse on? I guess maybe since we were talking about mentors, have you had a mentor in mm-hmm. any part of your life? Um, not in the way we just described, no. Have you <laughs> had like a teacher maybe? Like make a pretty big impact? Yeah. Why not? Two that I can think of. Okay. Yeah. I'm not going to give any names away again because, like, first of all, like, I haven't spoken to a lot of them and, like, any of my teachers in a while. So the first one happened in, in high school in my junior year. This was an English teacher. I was not a good student, <laughs> like, at all. <laughs> I Even in my junior year, I failed a class every year, some class, usually math, <laughs> Um and I, I just wasn't very good. I didn't, like, really believe in myself. And at that point in my life, I also was, like, um, not – what was I going to say? Oh, I didn't I didn't have any plans for the future. As far as I was concerned, I, I didn't care about going to college or anything like that. Like, I was like, no, not going to happen. It doesn't matter. So when I started that junior year, I had heard rumors about this teacher and that he was, like, a psycho. <laughs> great (laughs) um he wasn't i mean just like that he was like really strict and like scary and everybody was like oh like i i I remember like during the first couple weeks of his class somebody had come up to me being like i already dropped it i can't i can't do i can't deal with how how intense and like hard it is and whatever and i was like wow jesus i'm scared (laughs) um so part of it was just like this fear of like I don't want to, like, I was also, I may have been very, like, not good at school and not the best student, but I was also still, like, I need to obey all the rules. Very weird. Um, and <laughs> so, I don't know. So, I was, like, just afraid. I didn't want to, like, set him off. I was scared. <laughs> so, when I, like, actually turned in my work and it, I don't know, it's hard to really explain, like, it, he didn't really do anything. <laughs> I was the one who did all the work, but there was just something about the way he, um, what should I, how should I say it, like, conducted his class that made me, like, more interested in school and all that kind of stuff. So in a very general way, like, that was the start of me realizing that, like, education is important and also that I have the capacity to, like, learn and be smart which I didn't feel that way until uh, I had this class 
So then, yeah, um, I feel like I'm going all over the place with this story. I don't know. It, I, uh, there was just like a moment where, like, the, the moment that I always think back to is like when I turned in uh, this test or whatever. I don't even, it was like a book test, like on a chapter. And he was really mad because most of the people in the class hadn't turned it in. And not only did I turn mine in, but I knew for a fact that I got every question right, which was like a, a very unique feeling for me at that time because like I had done the work. And so he said like, this, this stack is pathetic or whatever. And the fact that I was in that stack and technically not one of the pathetic ones, uh-huh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that, like, I just... I don't know. I just needed that moment to be like, oh, I have the ability to not be a piece of shit. exciting (laughs) for me. (laughs) And it just kind of took off from there. Um, He was also just really fun and uh, just like one of my more creative teachers that I've ever had. And And this was for writing, right? Well, I mean, it was an English English. class. Okay. Yeah. I'd always loved to write. Like, I was doing that on my own since before this class. Um, But... Yeah, in general, like, it just turned me around in terms of, like, school. Because, uh, like, that year I had also failed my, like, history class or whatever. And the next year I had to take it over as, like, with the juniors as a senior. And I did really well in it because I, like, paid attention and <laughs> did fine. And I had a point where my teacher didn't know that he that I had failed and I revealed that I was a senior, and he was shocked. He was like, but you're so good. I was like, well, I wasn't before. <laughs> I changed. Yeah. Um. I never did well in math, though, ever. <laughs> so that never changed. But anyway, that doesn't, that's literally has nothing to do with anything. And then there was a second person in college that, um, a second teacher, that really, like, guided me in a good way without, like, again, it wasn't, like, a very uh, blatant relationship. Like, I'm the mentor. You're the apprentice. Like, it was just, like, he's the teacher. Just listen to him. Mm-hmm. And uh, just essentially taught me in a very different way than all my other teachers had taught me. I, can't, I just, like, feel weird. Like, I don't want to go into too many details. <laughs> like, Oh, I um, plan on going into all the details <laughs> with mine, but not no names. Yeah, like, I don't, I also just don't have that much to say about it. It's just, like, both of these teachers ended up teaching in a different way that, like, just turned me around. So, I don't know. I've had other good teachers, too. I just, I don't know, there was just two that stick out in my life. <laughs> so, okay, your turn. My turn. <laughs> well, um... <laughs> Where I went to school, there was this one art teacher who was, mo- who was known as El Diablo. Whoa. Because um, he was pretty harsh with his critiques. But mm. what I think about it, like, as a high schooler, they were harsh. But as an adult that, like, you know, needed constructive criticism, like, he was actually, you know, really good with that. Like, he was just really blunt. Mm. Um and I wouldn't say he was my mentor, but he kind of, like, he knew I was really serious about art, because um, as much as he hated, like, cartoons, comics, and anime, which I, like, during high school, I was, like, really into that, um, he saw that I was working on this comic that I was trying to submit for a contest, and I remember this was, like, when I knew how much he probably, um, 
I don't know what's the word when he like when I knew he respected me, I guess, mm. um, was like I was in the art room just working on my comic. Like, I think I was skipping gym or something like that. I was just like, <laughs> fuck volleyball. going to stay in here and work on my comic. Um, he was talking to this other girl who was a year younger than me. And he's like, he's like, look at her. I know, like, as he's pointed to me, he's like, I know she's serious about art. Because, like, that's not even for class what she's working on. She's just doing it. doing it, yep. And so, like, that's when I realized, I'm like, wow, I have a lot of respect for this teacher. And, like, he clearly respects me. He actually wrote um, something um, for my, like, I had to get a referral, not a referral, like, um, I had to get some, I had to get at least three teachers to write. Oh, like a for college yeah a reference i guess i had to get i'm not sure I know what you're talking about. but i had to get like three <laughs> teachers to write yeah. about me like for my submission to saic and he was one of them mm-hmm. it took me a while i think i actually insulted him because i went to my write-in teacher for creative writing first who was also mm-hmm. another teacher that really like inspired me mm-hmm. um i forgot his name it started with like a v but um i had a creative teacher who like Love the way I wrote. He actually said, I almost think he had a crush on me because he just was fresh out of college and I was a senior. Um, he was just like, whenever I see your like papers, like I save them for last to read. Like he sniffs them. He sniffs them. <laughs> but he he was just like, I save your papers for wow. last because like you write really well. Should have worked um, at my high school. Because <laughs> my high school was uh, notorious for having scandals of that nature. Oh, shit. But, but go on. Um... <laughs> So I asked that teacher first before I asked the art teacher because, like, he was kind of harsh. Like, he was very abrasive. Like, a lot of people, yeah. I mean, getting the nickname El Diablo, mm-hmm. like, that yeah. must, you know, come off. Like, he comes off a certain way. So I asked the creative writing teacher to do, um, to write for me before I asked the art teacher. And the art teacher, like, found out through the other teacher. And was oh, no. he, like, he the confronted gossip. me. He was just like, he's like, so he's like, you know, you asked him to write about you like what about me oh, were you gonna ask me and i'm just like yeah i was getting the guts to mm. <laughs> like i literally told him that i was just like i was Aww. trying to get the courage to ask you to write about me and he's just like he's like i think you could do better than sac but you know you, you go where better than sac yeah he wow. really wanted me that, to go to I thought everybody thought that was like he did not like sac for how conceptual it was oh i see and like i kind of wish i sat down and talked to him about that because he mm-hmm. really wanted me to go to my ad mm-hmm. milwaukee institute of art and design mm-hmm. um like he was really big on that college for some reason mm-hmm. so part of did me almost hmm? did he go there he i actually don't know where he went mm-hmm. i would have to look that up but um part of you almost almost went to my ad because mm-hmm. of him because i was just like maybe he's right maybe i say he's not for me um mm-hmm. but those two teachers in high school specifically um were kind of mentor-ish, although one was kind of like, I don't know where that line was because I was a senior graduate and he was fresh out of college. Like, I swear, I think he was flirting with me, not to was toot he like my a, own horn. A student teacher? No, he was just like graduated from mm. from college, got his job at my high school. Okay. Yeah. Like, because he would say weird things like that to me and like mm. not to anyone else. I definitely had teachers who would say that to other students and i uh i noticed it and it was uncomfortable <laughs> yeah like at, at one point i was just like oh like he really likes to wear right and then like i was like thinking about it i'm just like hmm, hmm. 
<laughs> but like I was 18, I didn't know. Like now as a 30-year-old, I'm just like, oh my mm-hmm. holy shit, he was hidden on me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um I'm just just because it reminded me of it. Um in my freshman year there was a teacher who I think eventually oh shit. You know, got caught or whatever. Um I just remember him like Sorry. No, go ahead. Go for it. The the stories are flowing. <laughs> All this gossip. Here yeah. for the tea? Uh, well, we have alcohol, so yes. too bad. Um, <laughs> but he just, I just remember him being like, I, I gotta think of a fake name real quick, because I'm not gonna give her name away. I mean, I didn't give any of the names away. I said creative <laughs> writing teacher and art teacher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the I, end. <laughs> I, I, I'm trying to think of, like, uh, let's just say Jenny. This isn't real. Um... He's like, oh, hello, good morning, Jenny, looking beautiful as always. He, like, literally said that to a student who was probably 14. And he was, you know, in his, like, mid to late 20s. And I just think about that, and I just, like, want to throw up a little bit. I'm like, oh, oh, boy. (laughs) Yeah, the teacher I, the creative teacher that I was talking about, I remember when I got my first, like, facial piercing, and he made a comment on it. Like, like the, that it looked nice. An appropriate comment. Yeah, Just that it looked nice. Oh, that looks nice. Yeah. It looks like, so beautiful. Come to my apartment. <laughs> and suck my dick. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Sorry. I've never actually said this out loud. You're the first person I'm telling. Wait. About the creative okay. writing teacher. Oh, like, I've oh, never shared this story with anyone before. Well, it's so weird. Uh, this is going into a totally different thing, but it's like, when you're that age and you're in high school, you're kind of just like, oh nice like they think i'm cool this adult thinks i'm cool it's really fucked up and gross shouldn't shouldn't do it and the weird thing was my little brother had him as a teacher and like he saw my little brother's last name and Mm -hmm. then he's like oh are you related to Mm -hmm. stephanie and he's like my brother's like yeah and like i feel like he gave special treatment to my little brother because he was related Mm to me yikes (laughs) (laughs) well that's exciting all our stories (laughs) So this is pretty much just in high school, those two teachers? Yes. I mean, I've had teachers in college that, well, because of the fashion department, like, you get stuck with the same teacher, like, Mm -hmm. throughout your Mm -hmm. four years. Yeah. Um, I mean, no one really stuck to me. Um, There's a few teachers, like, that helped me, that pushed me, for sure, but, like, no one was really my mentor. Um. I think it's okay to say his name, Don Yoshida, who is a teacher at SAIC, and I think he does teach some classes at Columbia. He was a really good um, teacher for me. Like, I'm still friends with him, like, on Facebook and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Like, I still talk to him. Um, He does a lot of illustration, and, like, he was one of the teachers that was like, yeah, you really should have learned some, like, computer programs (laughs) before you graduated. He's like, now we're, like, trying to push that Mm, more. Yeah. 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 Like, he was very helpful, and, like, Steve Miller, oh my god, like, he was also another teacher that, like, all the illustration teachers were really great, at least mm-hmm. at SAIC. Like, mm-hmm. they were really blunt, like, about how there should have been a, illust- there was no, like, illustration department oh, in SAIC. Oh, that's so weird. I would have imagined they, is that nope. because illustration has that connotation of, like, commercial? Maybe, and SAIC is very not commercial, yeah. it's very conceptual um so a lot of people that were like majoring in comics and illustration like would have to take fashion illustration classes just huh. to get some form of like illustration wow. taught to them 
But yeah, I didn't really have anyone sticking out to me. Like Mm -hmm. in high school, at least I knew like the two teachers there were kind of looking out for me. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like the teachers that I mentioned, (laughs) like I only, they, they didn't actively be like, I am going to help you specifically. It was just like, I, there were moments that I felt were very helpful. They didn't like, it wasn't like engineered for me. It wasn't custom. Again, nobody loved me. So whatever, I don't care. Oh, <laughs> no, just kidding. don't say that, Kim. <laughs> well, there, I mean, I guess there were like other teachers that, it, it was never in a way that was like, um, you know, like for your future necessarily. There were certainly caring teachers who would notice things that I remember to this day, like, but it wasn't, I don't know, it wasn't like, let me help you with your future. Even my guidance counselor kind of sucked at that. I hated my second year guidance counselor, which didn't do shit for me. We talked about that. Yeah, no, we we don't have to that. (laughs) was awful too. Yeah. But um, actually, the art teacher that I was talking about, he was the one, so I was working so hard on this piece in oils. And, like, I, that was, like, my first time really using oils, and I, like, just wasn't getting it. And he mm-hmm. didn't realize I was using oils, so he's like, Stephanie, he's like, you're so tense. You just need to fucking loosen up. Mm-hmm. Because I was, like, trying to do a still life in oils, mm-hmm. and I was just like, I don't, I don't get this at all. Yeah. And he didn't realize I was doing oil, so he painted acrylic on top of it. And he's just like, see how, how I'm loosening up. He didn't oils? ask me what I was using it. Like, he was just like, uh, blah, blah, like, just, no. I, I don't even think even I realized I was using oils. <laughs> wow, you um, were out of it. <laughs> because, I don't know, Stephanie in high school was stupid, but he painted acrylics on top of oils, and that's when I learned can't you don't, you them. can't mix them because Nothing it, like, got happens. really fucked up. Because I came in class the next day when he did that, and I'm just like, oh, where's the piece you were, like, working on? And he's just like, oh, he's like, you didn't tell me it was oils, and I used acrylic on top of it, so, it, like, I had to trash it. I'm blown away that he didn't know. Like, I, I understand you not knowing, like, you're just learning, but, like, I feel like there are tells when you're using oils. Yeah. That's really weird to me, and wow, what a bad situation. <laughs> but, like, he was just trying to get me to loosen up, because I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember he actually inspired me at one point, because, or, like, not inspired, but, like, pushed me, because I was mm-hmm. just, like, I draw, like, still lifes like i draw what i see like mm-hmm. i draw like very um literal yeah. like i wish i could draw oh, yeah. more loose and then that was yeah. his like way of trying to teach me how to do that and mm-hmm. then like it just got fucked up i fucked um, him over <laughs> oh no i kind of had a moment like that in my senior year when i was doing really well and then i had kind of like a bad week and i was in my creative writing class which i fucking loved like i had a great teacher i had a, like i thought the class was so fun and all that stuff but i i was having a bad week and so like i i didn't turn in like an assignment like one little thing like not even like a homework thing just you know how like there were like like smaller classwork kind of stuff or what i don't know mm-hmm. i don't remember what it was something small i didn't turn it in and my teacher and this was like the middle of the year and he had commented something like it's always good to see a good student like slip or do bad or like whatever. What? Like yeah, like something like, like that. Like he was just like, you better fuck up. Yeah, no, no, no. Like just like teasing, like oh, it's always good when a good student like fucks up. Like you know, he was just kind of like nudging. He didn't know that I was having a bad week because genuinely that comment he made, I was like holding back tears. I was like, 
oh, I, I failed. I, I failed again. I <laughs> like, lost it's, the game. It was like, oh, no. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I did fine after that. It was fine. It was just like, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I feel like maybe I'm just erasing everybody who's ever helped me but um i've done everything that i've done by myself and i'm the best uh when i'm alone (laughs) so leave me alone i'm just kidding (laughs) um anywho anywho uh, yeah so i feel like that's all i have on that topic or Mm -hmm. at least on that question um i guess we kind of answered what made them a good mentor (laughs) i think i think um being a good mentor is pushing your you know, pupil. What, your pupil, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call them. Yeah. To, like, not be comfortable, push them, like, challenge them. I yeah. think that's what makes a good mentor, and that's why I could look back at that teacher in in um high school and be like, yeah, he really did push me. Like, mm-hmm. there were times where I was just like, no, I want to do this, and he's like, you're not going to do that. You're going to do this instead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that. I think I learned a little bit about that when I was doing, like, small amounts of teaching. I used to teach a little bit at the Hyde Park Art Center for a very, very, very brief time. Literally only two months. <laughs> and uh, it was, like, a summer course for little kids taking, like, art camps or whatever. I just have this memory of, like, these little kids, like, learning. Like, we were doing, like, little clay um, coil pots or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the kid was very intimidated by the clay and, like, didn't even want to deal with it i was like no no it's okay like i taught him like a few different ways to roll a coil and showed him that you can just make a little pot like just like that and then within like five minutes he had made like an entire dinner set (laughs) oh jesus christ i made a fork i made a spoon i made a plate blah 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 and it was like really like uh like really rewarding to see that like oh i taught this person a thing like and now look at them they're just creating because of that and like the idea that a mentor can give you that empowerment is really cool. And, like, that's what I felt with a lot of my teachers, and that's what I looked for in, like, my teachers. If they didn't give me that feeling, then I was like, wow. Not a good teacher. (laughs) But, yeah. What would you say you learned? Or did we really ask? Did we answer that question? I I don't think so. Well, what do you mean by that? Like, from this experience? I guess, from the experience. What did you learn? What did you learn about yourself? What did they teach you? I guess I did kind of like because like that first one with the my teacher in junior my junior years that I'm not pathetic, <laughs> and then I like I can do like I don't know it felt like I cracked into something like this like my work ethic for the very first time, um, like I realized <coughs> that I enjoy taking copious notes on things that I'm interested in. Stuff like that. And that did help inform a lot of some of the more artistic stuff that I did. Um, So I think I learned, like, overall, that's what I learned from that. In that second scenario that I gave with the the teacher in college, um, maybe I will just give his name away. Because he's he's an artist, too. His name is Misha. Misha Goro. Is that the... (laughs) He used to... He was a frequent shopper where we worked. Um, is that the one that was only two fonts if you must? Yes! We just, God, I already forgot about that. Um, the reason he was really uh, impactful for me, though, again, he never, like, like, pulled me aside individually to be like, oh, let me help you with your life. But it was just, like, 
he was one of the only teachers that I had in that school who didn't hold our hands through every single project and just kind of gave us the freedom to to make our own mistakes, which was really important. And and also to learn that like how to work with our mistakes. Um so from him that's that's definitely what I learned and like he was very brutal with critiques. So I bet. Yeah. Usually some of the best teachers are. They give you the the harshest feedback because they want you to do better. Yeah. And you can either take it or you can... I mean, you also have to learn, like, the difference between a constructive criticism and just, like, flat-out berating. Like, you don't want to be, like, actually, like, torn down. Mm -hmm. That's not okay. (laughs) But I knew that his critiques were meant for actual improvement. At least that's how I felt um, in in my experience with him. Yeah. Yeah, I think what makes a good mentor... Is someone that can critique you and not like sugarcoat it. Right. Because you don't learn anything if someone's sugarcoating like a critique. And like, I mean, there's you the compliment can, but... sandwich where you like compliment mm-hmm. what you oh, need right, to work right, right. on yep. and then compliment. That works. That's great. As long as you're not sugarcoating the compl- uh, the constructive yeah. criticism. Yeah, which happens a lot. Yeah. I mean, it's hard because you, you, you're. I think art is one of the hardest things, art and writing and that kind of stuff. Like, that's one of the hardest things to really grade exactly yeah it's because it's all subjective yeah like but there are but there are still techniques and technical things that you can comment on and Mm -hmm. you also have to just get to know the you have to know the person and the type of art that they want to be doing so that way you can really it guides your like critique of them um which not all of my art teachers were good at (laughs) so uh, misha was good at that i felt like I felt like the teacher in high school was good at that. I felt like I've had a few teachers in college. I've seen people cry during critiques. I'm just like, yeah. And what they're crying over wasn't even that bad. Mm. Like when I think about it, I'm just like, yeah. You know, one of one of the criticisms that I've seen in a critique is like, you didn't push yourself, and then like the person cried. (laughs) It's just like, (laughs) that's not even that bad. At least someone's not saying like, "Does this shit." (laughs) Like, I once had. So actually with that teacher that I had in my junior year of uh, high school, there was um, a critique coming up essentially. It was, I don't know if it was, I wouldn't consider it a critique in the same sense that you would an art critique. I think it was just like, I can't remember. Like we had to sit down and talk to him about like progress on one of the big papers that we were doing. And this girl like, like talked to us about it. Like some, me and a couple other people sitting at a table without him there. And she's like, and I think that he's going to say this and this and this about my work, like art, like pre, you know, like trying to determine what he was going to say. And she made herself cry. <laughs> and like, she didn't even do the critique. She just started crying. I was like, like maybe you should go fair. talk to him. <laughs> oh my God. Really I was like, um, calm down. Like, it's going to be okay. <laughs> but I get like, I get like, it can hurt. Like they're, uh, you know, you're putting your like your baby out there. Yeah. To be like slapped (laughs) but you know also to be a good artist you need to be able to disconnect Mm -hmm. like disassociate yourself with your art because like yeah Yeah, like the biggest lesson i learned in college it is like because i get it it's your baby it's like something you worked hard on but Mm -hmm. like if someone's giving you constructive criticism like you know you could learn from that criticism they're not just being like there's a difference we all know the difference between constructive criticism and someone just being an asshole at least i feel some people don't know the difference and that's when things can get messy 
Okay, I guess some people. At least Cam and I realized the difference. I I would say at our age, we realized the difference. You need experience. Um, But, like, you should accept constructive criticism. Mm -hmm. Like, otherwise, you just don't grow. And even at our age, we we can still grow. Yeah. And And I guess we should also put out there, that's not to say that, like, don't ever defend your ideas or whatever like oh yeah that too when you should defend what your work is trying to say or do or whatever um it's a tricky thing it's it's all very relative to like if if you make shitty art to like make a comp comment oh god this is this a polarizing opinion if you like um if you want to make like really bad art to like make a comment about something like you should be able to defend that yeah like the lines are all wiggly because like xyz yeah um example look at the uh go to soundcloud and find a drunk art chat um uh, (laughs) page and look at the the art that i made for the menu oh shut up (laughs) no oh that that one yeah Did you see the art for our last episode? Because Cam purposely was like I'm mocking, really <laughs> mocking the Wa- Walker Brothers <laughs> menu, and it was atrocious. Yes, is that the right word? Oh, yes, yeah. so it was Absolutely. pretty bad. <laughs> I'm so happy with it. Um, yes. So I think we're. I mean, unless there's anything else you would no. like to add, no, uh, I think we're at a good point. Into that point where we need to take a little bit of a breaky poo, breaky poo with that fake commercial, <gasps> fake commercial, fake commercial, fake commercial, fake commercial, fake commercial, fake commercial, fake commercial. Hi everyone, Cam here. So this week, yet again, we've got something really neat for you to check out. Uh, It's from a startup called Honest Family. Basically, they send you a little tube that you can place anywhere in your house. Um, It contains an invisible odorless gas that they call their, quote, truth serum. Um, I I legally have to tell you that it's sort of like carbon monoxide, but about 10% safer. So you simply remove the cork and release the gas into your home and watch the magic happen. Whenever you catch your family members doing things like eating a cookie or a donut, be sure to confront them immediately. If they deny their sinful act, call them out on it. If they deny it again, you just demand that they show you what's in their mouth. And this is when the serum goes into full effect. It will send your family member into a laughing fit, revealing the truth hidden right on their tongue. Uh, Honest Family wants us to point out that this serum is also effective on the family dog, refrigerators, and buses. To order yours, just go outside at 3 a.m. and scream the words, telling lies, and they will hear you. If you also scream drunk art chat, you'll get a stronger capsule that will work on your neighbors. Alright, thanks for checking that out. Let's get back to it. We are back after having delicious Thai food. Yeah, we ate it really, really fast, as far as you're concerned. <laughs> Did we? I felt like we... Well, no, because they, the, the commercial was oh, gotcha. like a minute. So. Yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking, like, did we actually eat that really no, we, fast? We I really felt like we were, time. like, just kind of sitting there enjoying the food. Yeah. And uh, update on the alcohol. We finished the bottle. It's a big bottle. We finished it. I do have a second bottle in the fridge. Oh, shit. Oh shit. I, I mean, I'm... oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh <laughs> shit. 
we had, I think, maybe like a full glass full each mm-hmm. overall. And I do feel it now. And now it's kind of hitting me in the form of a little sleepy, too. Sleep, sleep, sleep. I felt it when I stood up. Yeah, I felt <laughs> it when I stood up for dinner, too. I was just like, ooh, I'm like, the wall, the walls and the floor are kind of moving. A little, a little shaky. Yeah, so shall we jump back in? Yeah. Um, since we obviously don't feel like we've both had, like, a consistent mentor, maybe, like, mentors in different stages of our life, mm-hmm. um, what about, what, what has inspired you? What inspires you to do art, I guess? Because I feel like that kind of falls hand in hand with mentor, correct me if I'm wrong, like, maybe, I mean, I feel like it. In a, in, like, a more, like, um, conceptual way, maybe, because, like, the things that maybe inspire me to make things are, like, not people, <laughs> necessarily. Yeah, okay. um, That's fair. The funny, like, so, I don't know. I guess, like, I'd have to say that it just kind of comes out whenever, um, well, I'd have to think about this. <laughs> do, you, do you feel like you have um, a more solid answer? I guess... I don't know if people inspire me, but, like, definitely other art artists yeah. inspire me to make art. And yeah. just sometimes life in general um, inspires me to make art. But, like, if I watch a really good movie or read a really good comic book or hear really amazing music, like, I want to mm-hmm. make something. Totally. So, like, exactly. I guess that inspires me. Art inspires my art. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly, like, what I was trying to figure out how to say. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Because so, I'm, I'm the same boat. Like, there are certain things, like, I can't really remember the last thing that I saw that I was like, oh, mostly because, like, my life is in transition with job things right now, and I'm just very focused on that. Both but, of our lives yeah. are in transition. Absolutely. With jobs. <laughs> um, so, I think we mentioned before, sorry not to go on a different tangent, okay. but just a small tangent. <laughs> Kim... Um, and I used to work together. I am only have three days left of where That's we crazy. worked, which is crazy because I've worked there like for almost seven to eight years. Yeah. Um, and so we're doing different things, mm-hmm. which makes the podcast slightly inconsistent, yeah. to be honest, so. just because we're <laughs> trying to get into a schedule. Yeah, but we're trying and it's going, we're going to settle in and it's going to be great. Yes. So things are looking up. Um, but yeah, back to like the being, I just, I don't really remember the last time that really happened. Like lately, if I'm making anything, it's usually like just because I just have an urge to just start making something and I just start doodling and it like usually it'll go further from there. Um, the last time that I can remember, like, I guess the last time that I actually can remember being inspired, like, like on a sort of um i don't know like a productive level uh it was happened like years ago actually so this it's it's not really art related super much a lot holy but <laughs> um it is it is creative it was a creative thing i around the first anniversary with scott um my first anniversary with scott like uh, I got inspired to create a scavenger hunt for him. Aww. Yep. And, uh, it was, 
Twin Peaks themed. Oh my I don't god! Never mentioned that. No, um, oh. <laughs> not ever. It's amazing. I was really proud of it. I like stayed up really late, like working on it and stuff. And it was just like I essentially like made these little clues from Cooper. And this is this is long before the third season came out, so like it didn't reference anything from that. But uh, I made these like little clues from Cooper that would take him around the apartment until eventually he learned that he had to come find me at our favorite brunch place all through Cooper's voice. Um, and so I thought that was cute. And I just remember being like, like it just came to me just being in like that mode of like, Oh, this next clue and this one and this one, like I just knew exactly what to do. How long did it take him to realize you were (laughs) at your favorite brunch place? How long um, were the, you waiting? The exact right amount. Because um, that day was weird. Like, I also had to, like, run an errand earlier that day. So I also had to be there on time. And it was really cool to, like, I I waited. I already, like, I put the table in, <laughs> like, before I even knew if he got it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I don't remember if he texted me anything. I don't know. But because, I, like, I, all I really remember was, like, standing at the wall, like, waiting to also like to be called but also waiting for him and then i saw him turn the corner <laughs> and like i was like he figured it out Aww, what's your favorite brunch place over easy over easy oh my i God, have no idea where so that good. is it's on damon uh it's super small it's it's delicious they do weekly specials mm. um i don't remember anything about that actual brunch but uh i do remember one of the brunches that we had there was um pulled pork eggs benedict oh my god yeah uh so fucking incredible i if they ever bring that back like i'm there so yeah check it out if you're in chicago (laughs) it's really good um i mean we have a lot of favorite brunch places but that one was kind of like ours Mm -hmm. um so yeah that's the last time i really remember being like i i know every step of everything before i have it out in the world and i felt really inspired I don't know what made, like, other than Twin Peaks, I guess you could say, is what inspired me. <laughs> like, that show. I think lately I've been inspired by, uh, I don't know, I've just been making a lot of fan art. I was going to be, like, comic mm-hmm. books, but I'm like, I'm not doing just comic book fan art. Like, I've You've just been... You've done some, like, Shuri, like, from Black Panther, mm-hmm. I remember, for WakandaCon. And... Uh, I did Raven recently from mm-hmm. Teen Titans, mm-hmm. and I'm working on a Runaways piece, um... Which is inspired by a um, by two of the characters having a very queer moment, which I like. Mm. Like I <laughs> ship those two characters that aren't like in canon, canon together. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess a lot of comic book, unfortunately, but not it's unfortunately, not <laughs> but like I feel like you know I I recently saw Black Klansman, I saw uh, Crazy Rich Asians, I saw. Um, to all the boys I loved before, I'm like, I kind of want to make fan art for that. So, like, right mm-hmm. now, I've just been in a very big fan art mood. That totally counts, yeah. I mean, I think that might be one of the most direct lines of, like, inspiration when people make fan art. Right? Yeah. Like, obviously, it's like, oh, I was inspired by this show or this media. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So, unfortunately, Cam and I don't have mentors, but we've been inspired <laughs> by things. Mentor damn selves. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or if you want me to be your mentor, just come and see me. Well, okay. That I guess. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess 
last question if we're doing okay on time um that's perfect what has been the biggest impact for you in art i guess i feel like that kind of falls along with (laughs) what we're talking about yeah god i don't know i mean none the compound answer is probably to say like my mom because, like, but it I, does feel funny. like that way after all our conversations about your mom. Yeah. I mean, it's funny because I didn't even mention her once in any of the earlier things. But all of the other stuff was when I was, like, older. Mm-hmm. But growing up, like, she was always one of the people in my family who really, like, not only was like, oh, look, you made a cute thing. But, like, genuinely, like, loved what I would make and, like, Aww. encouraged it, you know. And it, so, I mean, I think that's super important to have in a... Like, growing up, if you're in, if as someone interested in art and writing and stuff, like, I could tell. I always knew that, like, her, like, support of my little silly things that I made was genuine. My dad also did that a lot for me, too. <laughs> There's, like, this one thing that I, like, I'll never forget that makes me, like, giggle because... I, I had this, like, little book that was, like, learn how to draw cartoons or whatever. And it showed know. the circle and, like, yeah and then all it, that stuff. It was, like, here's a circle, here's a line, and then here's the fully formed cartoon. And you're just <laughs> like, like how the fuck did you get there? <laughs> what yeah. the hell did I miss? <laughs> what the fuck? But I had one, and there was this, like, how to draw, like, a cartoon pencil guide. <laughs> yep. And I, I, I turned it into a comic, which I still have in the closet behind you. Um, I'll have to pull it out and show you how terrible it is. And I turned it into a little comic called Pencil Man because I, I gave him a cape. Or maybe it was part of it. Maybe it had a cape in the instruction book. But I literally just, like, stole it <laughs> and just turned this character into a little character guy. And uh, I called it, like, Pencil Man Comics or something. And my dad loved it. He's like, you you drew this freehand? You, you drew this freehand? <laughs> And I was like, yeah, I mean, I copied it, but I drew it freehand. Aww. It was really cute. And, like, he was just, like, he would, like, show it off to people and stuff. So, like, my parents were huge. Like, they made a huge impact in it. And, again, it's just so cliche. But, I don't know. That's the truth. So. I guess not to copy your answer. I feel like my parents were very supportive. I feel like, yeah, it's. And that's how we ended up with our art degrees. Yeah. Cry. God dang it. <laughs> um, I guess definitely my mom and dad, but my grandma in particular. Mm. Um, she definitely was artistic herself. And like one of her big things that she would always complain about was like, I did nothing with my art. I did nothing with my art. And like oh. that seemed to be the theme in her family was just like, mm. oh, we're all like artistic, but we don't do anything with our art. We just mm-hmm. do things that aren't. To make money. Yeah, to yeah. make money. And she was just like, you need to do something with your art. Mm-hmm. And so like I felt like maybe she was a big inspiration to me to like do that. Yeah. See, that right there is probably, like, the closest thing to, like, a mentor. Yes, exactly. Hey, I see this in you, and, like, you need to, like, nourish this thing. So do it. Yeah. Um, One other thing that I didn't mention that I felt, like, played a big role in my, like, artistic development to a degree is he's not a visual artist. I mean, he did do some visual art, but I was a very, very big Charlie Chaplin fan growing up. Yes, you are. Yeah, which I, I have every single one of his films and, like, then some. So, like, it, it's, like, literally what I spent, like, any money that I had growing up, like, allowance or whatever, like, on just 
buying all Charlie Chaplin stuff. And like, that was actually something that I connect to memories of my mom because I like first saw a Charlie Chaplin film and like loved it like around the time that she was sick. And then it got me through a lot of her like after she died, like it got me through a lot of that time. So, and then he was, like, one of the first people that I ever, like, learned more about outside of, like, he makes movies, you Mm -hmm. know. And just, I was always really inspired that he was kind of, like, a pioneer of his time. And he tried things and he wasn't afraid to just, like, experiment. And so I try to, like, keep that in mind if I'm ever, like, oh, this doesn't seem like something I'd be good at or whatever. Like, just try it, you know. Mm -hmm. Um. I, so he's somebody I wanted to mention in this episode as well. Oh, <laughs> you should have mentioned so, him in the beginning. I, I don't know. We didn't. I didn't feel like <laughs> it fit. Couldn't think of like how to fit it in there really. But Charlie, you know, love I love that chap. Plin. <laughs> I don't feel like I have that kind of figure in my life, which makes me kind of sad. Um, I mean, there's definitely artists I like, but mm-hmm. no one that was just like, man, like you know, their philosophy like mm. really inspires me too. Yeah. I mean, there's, it's just not something that necessarily has to happen in your younger ages. Like, it can happen at any time in your life. Yeah, that's true. And, you know, change your perspective. But You're never too old to learn new things as well. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Don't let anyone tell you that. It just... It's bullshit! It's bullshit! <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were gonna do that! Yeah, I couldn't help it! Tommy Wiseau is another big inspiration. Oh, yeah. Tell. Um, I like genuinely like, <laughs> like, hey, he's also a, technically another pioneer. You know, the funny thing is Charlie Chaplin wrote, directed, produced, like did all the shit that Tommy did. It's just that he did it better, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, Wait. You know but Tommy has his own style and I, I really respect that. I remember... <laughs> um, I don't know if you saw it, Cam, because you've been on and off Facebook, but I wrote something the beginning of this year, 2018, after seeing The Disaster Artist. Mm-hmm. It's like, May 2018, the year you, like, try to be Tommy Wiseau, Hell because yeah. he never gave up on his dream, and look at him now. Yep. Like, he just kept doing it. Yeah, man. For real. Like, if that's not inspiring. <laughs> that is, like, super, you can laugh at him all you want, but that's super inspiring. Like, yeah. this man never gave up gave up on his dream. He I mean, made this movie, and look at it now. You have to be, like, a little bit delusional, I yeah, guess. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> you have to, like, have way too much confidence in yourself, but that's good, because most people don't have any confidence in themselves. Yeah, so have... you stand out <laughs> from all these people that don't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that's definitely someone that is you know a good way to a good person to insert into this conversation yeah <laughs> he is inspiring i guess mm-hmm. like recently i've just been like just be more like him stephanie just what would tommy fucking... do yeah what would tommy do <laughs> he would probably be like ah yeah this is how you do this it's very simple Next question. Or or he would be very inspirational and be like, if everybody loved mm-hmm. each other, the world would be a... Uh, that's a terrible Tommy <laughs> Wiseau thing. You, you should Tommy. say it. Um, if everyone in the world loved each other, the world would be a better place. If a lot of people in... No, let me try that again. <laughs> if a lot of people love each other, the world would be a better place to live. And with that... <laughs> and with that... I guess that's the end of the episode for today. Yeah. Hey, how about that? Well, thanks for joining us. Thank you. 
for listening. Don't forget, you can donate to this podcast. Yes, you can. If you go to bit.ly slash D-A-C donate. Um, and you can send a little moolah our yeah, way. So send can... us some stuff. Pay for our yeah. SoundCloud account. Pay for our alcohol. Yes, please. Mm-hmm. Can you have some more? Of course you can. Yes. Great. Well, till next time. Till next time. Bye! Bye! <laughs> Before we go, we just want to say a few things and give credit to Jonathan Stutz for providing us with their amazing music throughout this podcast. Our intro slash outro music is a song called Rushing, which you can get off of their album, Sins One, on Bandcamp. So go to stutzmusic.bandcamp.com to download that. That's S-T-U-T-Z music.bandcamp.com. Also feel free to write to us at drunkartchatpod at gmail.com. Yeah, and follow us on Twitter at drunkartchat as well as Instagram uh, by the same name. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast by following us on SoundCloud at Drunk Art Chat. Yeah, and I'm Cameron Penmon. I'm Stephanie Ledesma. And this has been Drunk, Drunk Art, Art Chat. Chat.